Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by Montana State basketball coach, Trisha Binford. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing really great, really great. So I just kind of want to start this out by asking you, how did your playing career help guide you into coaching? Um, well, the first guide was I would have never thought about coaching until um, uh, playing gave me the opportunity. My alma mater, uh, Boise State, the head coach, uh, asked me if I wanted to be an assistant during my offseason playing in the WNBA because we played during the summers and had an opportunity to kind of work with the student athletes, stay in shape and just really fell in love with that side of things evolving on to, you know, teaching and uh, development. And uh, so that was kind of the catapult into that, that career path, but uh, having an understanding uh, of that uh, side and being a point guard, it was a really natural transition. For sure. For sure. So then what initially drew you to Bozeman and MSU? You know, we uh, we were rebuilding a program at Utah State. They hadn't had a Division One uh, women's basketball program in 16 years, and uh, in two seasons, I got to be this in the second season of that happening. Uh, really felt like uh, we had done some things very well of establishing a foundation, building a culture where we were going to start um, building up a little bit more success. And during that time, this position opened up, and uh, my husband and I talked about it. My husband and I are both from smaller towns. Um, we obviously wanted uh, a place that would be a great place to raise our family. And I had played in the Big Sky Conference and having played in the conference and traveled um, to Bozeman, you know, I just felt like this place was ready to be successful. I thought it was set up to be successful. It was a great community. Um, they had great attendance and really they had just had a little bit of a rocky path with some coaches going in and out. And so we pursued it and uh, we were fortunate to get the opportunity as young as I was at the time. And um, it's been a blast ever since. Awesome. So, you know, you mentioned the um, rebuild at Utah State and now this one that you've been a part of at MSU now for quite a while. How neat has it been to see that here at MSU? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a, it's, it's your baby, right? So you just take a special pride in the fact every time you walk out onto that court and you see your fans in that building supporting your, your team, you take a lot of pride in putting uh, not only a product on the floor that your community can be a proud of, um, but role models that our younger kids in this community can look up to and you know, to see what our student athletes have done here um, during that time at every stage, whether it was our first year here, second year, and so on. Um, every single one of those student athletes has been a, a, a part of building the legacy here of making it better than how they left it, right? So they've um, they just all put a special touch on this. And now it's a, it's a program that people talk about just the kinds of student athletes we get to mentor and uh, the type of teams that get to compete, you know, our fans love how hard that they play for each other, the way they play for each other. I think that's what we're most proud of is the way they go about doing it. Um, and there's no shortcuts into that success. And so it's just been a lot of fun. For sure, for sure. So then, you know, one thing I've noticed, obviously, being a fan of the Bobcats, as you can tell from my shirt, um, that President Cruzado and your athletic director, Leon Costello, really support all Bobcat athletics. So what does it mean to have their support with you guys? 
you know, they're two of the first people that I ever mentioned on every rec recruiting call. You know, when you talk about um, successful places, it starts with successful and great leadership. And, you know, President Crusado was was the first to start taking this university up to new heights. And, you know, her vision and um, her standard in, in elevating that um, really even challenged the athletic side. And then when Leon came in, you know, it was the same thing happening on this front. And so you see a culture here of tremendous leaders, but you also see a tremendous and very supportive family. And we're all in for each other. You know, I think our professors are all in. We have some of them coming to our games and traveling and working scores tables. Um, our student athletes are really focused in the classroom, but you have the leaders that are also trying to provide the resources for our student athletes to be successful at the highest level. And so that's where Leon has really just changed um, the landscape of some of the things that we're renovating right now. President Grisato continues to do that on the university side, but at the end of the day, it's always been about the students for both of them. And when you meet them, you can see that they're both relationship driven. You know, I just, I, I see two people that um, we aspire to be like, um, we're motivated, we're inspired every single day and completely committed to the student athletes here. For sure. I remember watching uh, your Big Sky Conference game and seeing President Cruzado get to cut part of the net. It just really was cool to see how that was a whole community thing for the Bobcat, you know, team. Well, you should see her dance too. She's very good at that in the locker rooms as well. So uh, both her her and Leon um, have been in many locker room victories with us, uh, obviously uh, travel to support. Um, the fact that they went to the men's tournament and both got on a plane in between from their game in San Diego and then flew to our game when we were playing Stanford, um, I just shows you the level of commitment. And then our spirit squad, you know, um, covering both um, with them and the band and, and our spirit of the West. It just it's it just as a reminder of how close knit um, this university is, um, but also just kind of it's the it's the fruit of the labor, so to speak. And so it's just been um, tremendously gratifying to have those kind of supporters uh, get to be a part of it and experience it because what they did to support it. That's awesome for sure. So you kind of mentioned it with both of the uh, basketball programs making it to March Madness. But you also had football make it to the national championship. You had track. You had tennis do really well. You even had like hockey that's a club sport do really well. What was it like to be part of that historical year in Bobcat athletics? Well, it was the year of the Bobcat, right? So that's kind of the saying saying that goes. And, um, you know, it's hard to describe it. And, you know, obviously when the national championships occurring, you're like something special is brewing. But we've been feeling um, that special brewing for quite some time here. And, you know, you just have some great people in place, but you have tremendous athletes that um, I think we're really identifying across the board, um, just tremendous student athletes that have champion habits in place. And so when you look at the character of all the student athletes here at Montana State, you're seeing such success in the classroom. You're seeing so much giving out in our community. And then it's evolving to, uh, Tommy touchdown story, right? And so I think just we have so, so many great stories like that of all of our student athletes that are now getting out there and these leaders that are coaching them, whether it's track and whether it's tennis and whether it's um, the basketball programs or football, you just have these leaders that are really um, 
just helping these young people um, blossom into what their potential is. And uh, when we went through that week in Boise with the men's team, we actually finished on Friday and we were supposed to travel home and we're like, oh no, we are staying to support the men. And they're, you know, it's just such a unique experience to be able to go down onto the court after their victory and take a picture with both championship teams together. Um, there's a picture with Leon and Danny and I, and I'm just so grateful that I get to um, be able to see what Danny's doing with the men's team and to have Leon there with us. And obviously you talked about President Crusado. It's just, it was a really special week, um, but it just continues to stretch and challenge uh, what this standard is. You know, we, we strive for excellence here and we have great student athletes that we get to do that with every day. For sure. That's, that's so cool. And, you know, I want to touch a little bit, obviously the outcome of the March Madness game is not what Bobcat fans wanted, but what was it like to one, get there and two play a complete powerhouse team in Stanford? Well, um, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there was a little bit of a surprise on selection show um, when we saw, you know, our opponent on that, the defending national champions. And so um, we knew we were up against a, a powerhouse, but also um, one, of, one of the best coaches in the nation, right? Mm -hmm. And so just even for me, I'm like, there's some prestige of you know, meeting and, um, you know, have a, having a car conversation with Tar Tara Vandeveer even prior to our game and our student athletes seeing Cameron Brink and Haley Jones. I mean, you have all of these um, young women that have been playing on the national stage that now we're on their home floor. And I think the, the early jitters obviously got the best of us. And, you know, um, however, with that being said, being able to look into the stands and see a whole section of Bobcats and even the end, the pride of being a Bobcat of making this step in, in our journey as a program. Um, I think there was a lot of honor in representing a team that didn't get this opportunity a couple of years ago when COVID hit and we had a really successful team and we didn't get an opportunity to play in our big sky championship game. There was honor in that. Um, but there was also walking away with, okay, we've done this now, what's the next step for, for Montana state in our program. And so I think both the men's and women's teams have, have grown quite a lot, even from those experiences. And so we wouldn't, uh, the only thing I would trade is, uh, maybe sprinting back on that dunk. So it didn't happen. Uh, but, uh, at the same time, you know, we, we have made a step in the program and our kids earned that. And we're really proud of that. For sure. For sure. So, you know, you mentioned coach Vanderveer. And she did a really neat thing by um, giving a shout out to Cola and all the work that she does with the missing and murdered Indigenous women. And so how neat was that for Cola to have, like we've said, you know, a legend in um, women's basketball coaching to give her a shout out on the national stage? Well, it's quite amazing. And really, you know, this is what um, these awareness games are about. Um, and to have that opportunity to hit, have that hit nationally now where we are speaking out more about the tragedy of what is occurring on these reservations. And we want to be a, a bigger voice and, you know, do more than just the awareness. What What is that next step? And so, so that opportunity that Tara did is allowing us to spread that word and get it out to more people 
And Cola has done something that is really hard to do on any student athlete. She's taking a platform, she's taking responsibility, and she's honoring um, where she's from and what she wants to do to make a great impact. And we want to support her as best as we can. Our university has been um, tremendously um, involved in as far as these awareness games go with, you know, the American Indian Institute on campus and the people over there. And, you know, we're just getting started in, in this regard um, because it is close to our hearts over here. Um, it is close to our backyard and there is lots to be done. So uh, I just thought that was a, a powerful voice and Tara does that, um, you know, when there's something that needs to, to happen or, um, have a great impact. And all she was doing was having a conversation of supporting a, a young woman and just telling her that she was proud of her. And so I just, I thought that was really powerful for everybody across the board. For sure. And it just shows the camaraderie of sports in general. That just was a very neat moment for all of it. I thought was very neat. And again, Absolutely. Reminder that uh, it's a game of basketball and um, sometimes we get to use a game that we love to, to make some greater impacts. For sure, for sure. So, you know, last year's team obviously was one for the ages, I think, with, you know, just everything just seemed to fall into place. So what do you think will be carried over from last year's team to this year's team? You know, I think um, for us, the, the the carryover and the next step is the level of consistency every day in our practices. And so, um, you know, for, for us to define last year's team, you know, we're obviously trying to take the, the step of last spring of what we gained from that Stanford experience. But even prior to the Stanford experience, the Big Sky Tournament was really the, the changing point, uh, the turning point for us is we had had moments and then we, we gained a trust in each other of um, the trust in the process of doing it together and what that looks like. And you know, kind of getting out of our own way. And so really the next step for this team is that level of consistency um, and that standard. And we've certainly seen that this summer. Um, we um, have brought a lot of our kids back. I'm like, we have a lot of experience returning. So there's not a lot of changes from what people got to see off of last year's um, team outside of Ashley Van Sickle and Gabby Maki, who are two great leaders. But we did sign a kid last um, semester, I should have said, uh, last winter, we signed a transfer from University of Washington for that very reason of helping to bring in some of that standard of leadership um, to support some of the leaders that we had returning. And then we added some really, really talented freshmen. And so we haven't kind of missed a beat. We're feeling like we're taking some steps of our level of consistency of what that looks like against every single team. So to not drop or not to react to a really high level opponent, but just identify who we are and what that's going to look like every time we step on the floor and just consistently be that. And we'll be okay with that outcome. For sure. So I've got to admit, I don't know every team in the big sky. I don't know their lineups hundred percent, but the Bobcats have to have one of the most, I guess, tenured, I don't know, most court time together because you, as you just mentioned, you know, there's not a lot of moving parts with the roster this year. So how does that favor you, you think, in the season? Well, I um, mean, we've prepared them. Uh, you, you know, I think that's the, the, the thing of experience is you just can't teach it, right? And so we're going to have certain kids that have been in a lot of situations, a lot of pressure situations, a lot of situations that, um, you know, we're expected to win, so to speak. And, 
you know, the responsibility that comes with coming back with a lot of experience and everybody knowing you have that experience is you're going to get everybody's best game. And so, you know, uh, teams are going to be up to play the Bobcats. We were, you know, we won the tournament. Um, and so there are expectations on our team. And what I love about expectations is we have earned that expectation, but now you have to earn it again every time you step on the floor. And so there is that responsibility of that level of consistency and knowing and expecting to get everybody's best punch. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't matter what we have done in the past. It does matter how we handle our 40 minutes when we're in live action. And that right now, I can tell you our practices have um, not been surprising at all. I am very excited about the responsibility that they're taking on their shoulders because our, our standard has been very consistent since the summer and even last spring. And I just think that there's a new level of energy and expectation. And so that's exciting and it's going to be a great challenge for our team. For sure. So the big sky in every sport just kind of seems to be like a grab bag of who's going to be the top every year in and out. So how do you see the conference shaking up this year? Um, I think that the biggest thing for us to focus on on the shake is the big sky has always proven that everybody can beat you on any night. And so for us, it's really coming out with our identity every single night and respecting that other other team that is tipping the ball with us. Um, because if we don't do our jobs and we don't do that at consi consistent high level, um, then we're not earning, making them earn what they, they get on that floor. And there will be times that uh, they're going to earn that and that's okay. We just want to make sure that we are identifying and playing to who we are. And that for us has always started on the defensive end. You know, I think every team in this big sky is going to be very well coached. The big sky is known for great coaching. Um, finding ways to bring out the talents and play to the strengths of their players on their teams. And the big sky has always been known to have great three-point shooters. And so you have to defend a very big piece of the floor. And for us, our next journey is, is can we finish plays at a very high level? We, we were very good in some areas last year, but we didn't rebound particularly well. And that is going to have to be a big step for us if we want to do what we're capable of doing. For sure. So that kind of gives me a follow-up question um, with the paint, because Cola has been very dominant in being a paint protector, but I do know um, you have a uh, person that was injured last year, Lindsay Hine. What will her ability to join the ranks of, you know, Bobcat basketball help in the post this year? Well, it's such a complimentary look, right? So she is, Lindsay Hine is going to be such a different look than what Cola Bad Bear is going to be. Like Cola opened up the Big Sky tournament with a pick and pop on a ball screen and hit two, two three-pointers to start off. And we're like, okay, that's how the tournament's going to go, right? <laughs> Whereas Lindsay's going to be 6'6 six, six the, in the interior. And so we've got to get her um, some move, moving and some ball screens, moving in some screens. A lot of people are just going to try to be super physical with both. So they don't get, um, really deep paint berries. I can tell you this cola is like, has taken another level, even since the big sky tournament, really, she came into her own in the tournament and believed in herself as much as everybody know, knew how good she was. And her confidence level is really at a, at an old time high when the ball hits her hands great things are happening at a very high level. So we know opponents are going to try to keep the ball out of her hands inside. So we're going to have to really be 
um, intentional of finding those looks for her because obviously that's circled on a county uh, on a scan report. But the same thing goes with Lindsay because if she catches um, at the block, she's scoring at six six, and so okay. we're gonna have to really work to get Lindsay touches when she is in when she is in those rotations um, to get that ball through her hands. And I really felt like. Um, in the spring, our team had gotten a lot better of playing off of a six, six, like for us last year in the beginning of the season, she was new for us. We've been accustomed to six, one, six, two, six foot, five, 11 posts in our program. And for our kids to understand, you know, throwing it on a bounce pass to Lindsay, probably we needed to adjust to that. And so now the way we feed Lindsay, so she is just turning over shoulders and finishing, I think we have made some strides there. So it's a really complimentary look, uh, give us some, some different options on the offensive end. And then you've got a shot changer at the rim as well. That's awesome. And to hear that Cola has gone into a whole new gear is kind of scary because she was pretty dang good last year. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because we're going to expect some double teams. And so obviously you're preparing for double teams and she's such a great passer in her freshman year. She was passing all the time. And we finally got her to not always pass out of the post to really try to score. And then now it's the, the complimentary of you can still score even against the double team, but you know, you can still pass out the double team. It's kind of like a point guard of when to push and when to slow down. Uh, that's kind of her next stage of, should I go to score and attack the double as she's facing up, taking a look at it, or should she expose them and our three point shooters? I think there's some, some complimentary options there, but uh, yeah, it's the next phase of, um, it's a great problem for Cola to know that she's going to get doubled and she's earned that respect to get doubled. And so we'll we'll see what uh, opponents throw at us. And we just got to get her really comfortable in those situations. For sure. So then your other senior point guard is uh, Darian White. And how does her versatility and overall leadership help this team? You know, it's uh, you go back to Darian's freshman year to how she's evolved to her senior year. And I will tell you this. I actually was even having my co this conversation with my daughter last night before bedtime. I don't even know why we were having this conversation. But, you know, Darian's freshman year, she was just a playmaker distributor for everyone. And she could score. But we had four other double digit um, scorers on the team. And so really, she just changed our whole competitive level and was contagious on the defensive bank. She was just a spark plug everywhere. And she was just defending 94 feet and super aggressive. And then we graduated those five seniors and all of a sudden we were asking Darian to do take on some more of the scoring load. And so then we started getting creative of, okay, so where are we getting all those? Because she scores so much in the first eight seconds, you don't want to be like football where you're playing defense for, you know, 80% of the time, you're only on offense 20% of the time when your point guard can score there. And so then it was the strategic um, thought process of getting the ball out of her hands. And so I think Darian has evolved when the ball is out of her hands versus the ball getting back to her hands, the angles of ball screens, um, getting into handoff and some of those looks and the people she's finding. So I would say early in her career, she was so much kick oriented to the perimeter because she had that laser arm. And now she's evolved um, deeper into her, you know, upperclassman years. Now those post play is getting touch are getting touches. And obviously a Darian Cole, a bad bear two man game is a really difficult matchup. And so uh, you'll see us try to get into a lot of that action. But then we also have Grace Beasley now on our program, on our team that could run some 
some at the one and Darian at the two. And so you've got those things to, for us to kind of iron out. And that's what the preseason's for, for us to kind of play with some, some different looks in our lineups, but I just love her progression and how she involves the rest of her team. Cause it's been so much fun to coach a kid that just impacts every single stat sheet. And I just always think she's under-respected in that regard. I'm like, in my opinion, um, I, there is great talent in this big sky conference, but she is hands down a most valuable player because of her level of impact in every category. And she has been such an elite consistent performer mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor that is totally unmatched. I'm like, it's just really been amazing to coach this young lady. Um, and she's like that every day in practice. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, just watching it, you know, she can score basically any way she wants to get passages about any way she wants to. And then as a pest on defense too, you can't ask for anything better. And, and one of our best rebounders, like she literally can get to any ball, um, you know, on both ends uh, on the glass. And so, you know, sometimes you're looking at that stat sheet and, and, you know, my challenge for her this year is she needs to get a triple double this year. And uh, so, you know, I think great challenges for that young lady. She really responds to great challenges. She's a competitor and uh, she's going to leave it all on the floor for her team. For sure. So there were a lot of great games last year, but the one that I remember was your game against Idaho where they were just shooting lights out, but it seemed like the Bobcats just stuck around and eventually ended up winning the game. So how do you take a game like that from last year's team and try to get that same focus for this year if you have a game like that? Well, I think the takeaway from that game is we don't want to be the NBA or, you know, I shouldn't say the WNBA because WNBA has um, some pretty great defensive teams like the Connecticut Sun. And I know the NBA, you know, they don't get enough credit for their defense, but they're just so efficient offensively that at times it appears like where's the defense, right? (laughs) And for us against Idaho, it was where's our defense, but at the same time, um, John Newley just he's he's so strategic he's got such a great he's a great great mind for the game of how to spread the floor and how to put you in some actions where sometimes you feel like you're on roller skates and you just want to be in those plays and make them earn it and you know you just don't want to give up both you don't want to give up the glass you don't want to give up the the rim as well and boy right. both teams were just super hot and I will tell you there were so many people after the game talking about how much fun that was to watch for the fans um and for us it was just in the moment you know both teams were kind of in the zones and it was just really trying to hunker down and get a couple stops in a row and you know we call those knockouts we want to try to get three in a row and i'm not sure if we got three in a row that entire night but now you build upon that and you're the three in a row becomes a lot more important because that's a lot of defense that you're playing and uh, definitely wore our legs to the ground. But boy, that might be one of the most fun games to watch what Darian White did on that floor that day. But we had so many other great kids that really stepped up. And and like we said, it was just a great game for the fans. For sure, for sure. So watching on TV, and I follow um, a couple of the players on social media, I see how close this team is, you know, last year and then even coming into this year. So how does that help you as the coach to have them all be so close? You know, we always say it's the, it's the positive and it's also the challenge, right? You got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, I think how close we are is what had us prepared for the big sky tournament. Uh, You know, if you back up 
um, last year's Big Sky Tournament, we actually lost our last road game, which could have uh, given us the tie for the Big Sky Championship with Idaho State. And it was a pretty devastating loss. We didn't play well. Um, uh, obviously, UNC at their place played extremely well. And, you know, for a lot of teams, that could be just kind of throttle you heading into a tournament with having not sitting very well. Um, but we had a heart to heart as a team because this team is so close and really had to just release some things of getting out of our way with the pressures and just really being proud of how we were going to play and compete for each other. And, you know, that to me was where the team got got to do what we expected all along all season. And so, you know, that is one of the strengths of being super close is in tough moments, tough situations, you know, you're going to have each other's backs and those will always be there. We, we expect that we know it's going to be there. We know they're going to um, protect each other. But the challenge of being so close is also holding each other accountable in some tough ways. And so sometimes, you know, having to say something that might dif be difficult to a best friend or a peer um, for how they're going to respond to it. You know, that's we talk about that's how you love your teammate, telling them what they need to hear versus what they don't what they want to hear. And, you know, that is the next growth for this group. And so we've put them in some uncomfortable situations. Even yesterday in practice, our first day on the court for the start of our 30 practices um, prior to our first game. There was a, a ball screen that happened and a kid get, got hit and we stopped it. We're like, sometimes you got to call out your teammate there um, for not protecting you in that situation. And it's just uncomfortable because like they didn't like getting hit. They didn't want to yell at their teammate. And, you know, our teammates will respond. They care about you. They're, they're going to step off the floor. They're going to let the, that go, release it. Um, but, you know, that is challenging, um, especially when you care so much about each other. For sure, for sure. So then who is a player that the average fan may not know right now that you think will be a really good, you know, contributor to the Bobcats this year? Well, I did talk about Grace Beasley and um, Grace Beasley, just she had she brings like an edge about her. She brings a grit factor. She brings a toughness factor. Um, she's super tough and she's a combo guard. So she's going to be super complimentary in that rotation um, with Darian and KJ. And I just think she brings a different gift with how she distributes and sets people up. She's a tremendous passer. Um, but the other kid, um, it's hard to stop here. Um, I think everybody's, you know, familiar with our returning class. Um, but Mara um, uh, Dykstra from Canada, who played on the Canadian national team this summer, she led her team the entire tournament in rebounding. And one of the areas we've really talked about is getting better on the glass. This young lady has come in um, and she is going to impact in a lot of different ways. She's very, very athletic. She competes extremely hard. She's going to be really aggressive in our defensive system. She's a really good post passer, but boy, can she rebound. And so um, our returners, I feel like all of our returners have gotten better. Um, it's going to be really hard problems for our staff on who's on the floor and on the team on who's on the floor. And the biggest thing is if we can celebrate when when we're on the floor for each other and be engaged when we're on our bench, when our opportunity comes, we are not going to lose a beat um, for who is subbing in because we have a lot of tremendous options. That's awesome and a great problem to have for sure. Great problem. <laughs> for sure. So, you know, you kind of mentioned it with those last couple of players that um, are recruits, obviously, and recent recruits one of my um purposes of this podcast besides getting great coaches and programs noticed is um 
hopefully getting people recruited. So how do kids get seen by you and your coaching staff to hopefully become a Bobcat? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot of different ways. We get a ton of interested emails with some video at times or with the schedule, um, things to get us on their radar. Uh, there's a lot of AAU tournaments during the summer where you can hit multiple um, teams at a time with really high level competition against other division one um, schools. Kids coming into camps, whether it's team camp, whether it's our elite camp, we get to get eyes right in front um, on our campus. I would tell you all three of those ways we have signed Bobcats, we found Bobcats. Um, um, AAUs are probably the highest level of seeing prospects, uh, but the camps have been extremely helpful for us, um, the, both the team and the elite, as well as just sometimes interested kids getting that video in front of us so we get to have a follow-up like, yeah, we need to pursue, we need to get out to this game. You know, the challenge of our state is we want to get out and see all of our high school talent. And a lot of times those, their games are the same nights as our games, or, you know, you get 12 inches of snow right before you're getting on the road and it's a four hour drive. And, you know, so the winter time becomes really tricky and um, challenging to get to see as many prospects, prospects as we would like, especially when you are focusing on, you want to set up your current team to be most successful for your scattering ports and, um, but those summer times, I think those AAU tournaments are extremely valuable. So any prospects out there that are listening, I would always recommend um, getting a, a video and email sent just so we can get um, them on our radar. Um, definitely look at our camp dates, our elite camp and our team camp. Um, those, you know, we, we've got great access to watch that entire time. Um, so those would be some really good starting points. Awesome. And then just as a final question, what is your ideal bobcat? Ideal bobcat. Well, first of all, I'm just going to go ideal is tough. You know, just we look for really competitive kids. Um, you know, that's the interior of um, you don't really teach that you can bring out that motivation. Um, but you just know when a certain kid steps on the floor for that kid in the last two minutes of that game is going to find a way to win. And we always say there's two kinds of people in life. There's the whatever we need to be successful and the whatever I need to be successful. And I'll tell you this, I coach whatever we need to be successful young ladies here. And those are the kind of kids we love. Those are the kind of kids we want here um, that are gonna find ways. They're gonna find ways to get better. They're gonna find ways to contribute. They're gonna find ways to support their teammate um, and help their teammate be successful. And you know, we're about solutions here. We're about uh, solving problems here, but we're about doing this together. And um, I think that's what you you talked about earlier about. You can see your team's really close. I'm like, yeah, yeah we, we recruit those kinds of kids and, you know, it's really um, contagious and they love to celebrate each other and they're there for each other. And at the end of the day, um, you know, when we cut down those nets last year, you know, the most gratifying part about that is you're going to, that's, that experience is, you know, 10, 20 minutes, you know, on that floor. Um, but the eight months or whatever leading up to that, um, that was a really special eight months. And, you know, those are the things that we feel are great victories of being a Bobcat. Oh, that's awesome. I want to thank you so much for your time this morning and coming on and talking about Bobcat basketball. Always love talking. Yeah, absolutely. About Anytime. And, uh, I love bragging about these young ladies and, uh, uh, this community and this university. Um, we're really proud to be Bobcats over here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and have a great rest of your Tuesday. How well you too, Mitch. Have All a great right. day. You too. All right. Take care.
Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you? It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.